Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting with verse 9. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Whatever is has already been, and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. This is the word of the Lord. Our response in worship to the reading of Scripture is thanks be to God. In the same way, stewardship is a response to the good gifts God gives. And when we're given something good, the only proper response is thanks. For the next few weeks, we're going to talk about our response to the good gifts God gives and our call to be stewards of those gifts. We'll talk about time, money, and conscience. First, time. Now, Randy has joked that when you get to a certain age, it seems like you start having birthdays every six months. It seems like days fly by and that maybe even the earth is spinning faster than ever. Well, according to some scientists, that's true. June 29, 2022 was 1.59 milliseconds less than the average day. The normal length of a day is, of course, 24 hours or 86,400 seconds. But in recent years, the Earth's rotation has accelerated, shortening some days by milliseconds. Some scientists are saying that since 2016, the Earth started to accelerate. Some think the fluctuation is the result of the Earth's tides. Engineers from Meta, uh, Facebook's parent company, think it has to do with constant melting and refreezing of ice caps on the world's tallest mountains. And they compare the Earth's fluctuating spin to, to a figure skater spinning on the ice at the Olympics. As they spread their arms, the angular velocity decreases, preserving the skater's momentum. But as soon as the skater tucks their arms back in, the angular velocity increases. Same happens here at this moment uh, because of rising temperatures on Earth. Ice caps melt and lead to angular velocity increase. Hamlet once said, remember Hamlet said, time is out of joint? Well, when time is out of joint, we are dislocated. Time is a gift, and recognizing it as a gift can help us orient ourselves within time. Recognizing time as a good gift of which we are stewards can help us move from anxiety about losing it to gratitude in having any time at all. And that's what the author of Ecclesiastes is imploring us to understand. There's a futility inherent to being mortal, but within this mortality lies an eternal reality only comprehended within the boundaries of time. What do we get from all our work? The scripture asks. I wonder if there should be a big pause between verse 9 and 10, as if that question, what do we get from all our work, should be a rhetorical question allowing us time to ponder it, chew on it for a bit before continuing to read with the writer's response in verse 10. What do we get from how we fill our days? 
we could interpret the question as a cynical critique or even a depressing condemnation. It could be saying that nothing is worthwhile. If nothing we do lasts, then there is nothing worth doing. Or maybe this is just a question of discernment that asks us to consider how we spend our time. After all, to escape time altogether and avoid the toil of living would be to not live. To not be subject to time would be to cease to exist. Time, and even a feeling of a lack of time, is actually a gift. God has made everything fitting in its time, but has also placed eternity in their hearts. There are two words for time in the Greek uh, that can help us deepen our understanding of time as a gift. Uh, Kronos and Kairos. Kronos expresses the quantity of time, the duration of something, while Kairos points to the more qualitative character of time. Kairos is about the fulfillment of time. Kairos is the opportune moment for something to happen. It's the fullness of time. If we're too focused on Kronos, keeping track of moment by moment, we become servants to the clock. Kronos time will control us, it seems, if we don't constantly manage it and multitask so that we can never let any Kronos slip away. But Kairos, Kairos was the Greek god of opportunity. And that opportunity can show up at any time, anywhere. But if we're too glued to watching the Kronos, we might miss the Kairos. To grasp the Kairos, we have to let go of some of the Kronos. To take on the fullness of time, we have to let go of the anxiety we have around watching the clock tick, tick away. And wondering if we have done enough. Or wondering if we are enough. A friend of mine walked through an estate sale a few years ago, and the only item in the house that didn't have a tag on it, or price tag on it, was the kitchen table. It was old but sturdy, made out of some kind of old oak stained brown, and there were a few scratches on it from wear and tear, of course, but it sat even on the floor and looked like it could last at least another millennia. So my friend asked the family there, who was hanging out in the kitchen during the sale, how much for the table? And the granddaughter, 15 years old, said immediately, it's not for sale. You see, her great-grandfather had hewn the table from trees felled to make his home. It had served as the center of her family for generations. And that 15-year-old knew that this was something to hang on to. Carlisle Marnie once said, we ought to all have something right in the middle of our lives that we wouldn't sell for anything. It's a piece of eternity, or maybe just a reminder of eternity, or at least the march of time of which we are a part, kind of at the center of our lives. And that piece of eternity helps center ourselves within time as it marches on and on. That's a piece of Kairos, the fullness of time, a fullness we can center our life around. When we don't have that sense of fullness at the center of our lives, eternity in our hearts, you might say. Everything loses its value. We lose our sense of time. Uh, what do we do? Our, our contributions can seem fruitless in the face of the challenges we face in the world. But remember, God calls us to be co-creators. The Bible tells us God had Adam name his world, bringing birds and beasts before him. 
It's as if God didn't create us as puppets, but partners. What we do matters. How we spend our time matters. So we can have faith that the goodness we create today will contribute to the good work of God in the world. Our responses to what God has done matters. These things aren't lost, but they're gathered up into the kingdom of God, arranged and directed by Christ, who, like the composer of a great symphony, pulls all these disparate elements together into one piece. I was listening to the new Tyler Childers record this week with my headphones on, and, and you know, with headphones on, you can really hear all the little things that, that make up a song. In one part, there's a guitar solo on one track that starts with one guitar in your left ear, and then another picks up the melody in the, in the right ear, and a piano in the back bangs out a harmony, and, and nothing is lost if you listen closely. Each element adds to the greater whole. Hannah Rosen of the podcast Invisibilia interviewed a woman a few years ago with dyschronometria, or lost time syndrome. Rosen interviewed Jeannie Campbell, who was about 50 years old when she had a stroke that caused her to have dyschronometria. So for 10 years, she's been living with this loss of inner timekeeping. At work once, uh, Jeannie got up from her desk to go look at a flyer on the bulletin board in the office. Her co-workers started to wonder where she was. An hour later, she was still looking at the flyer. Jeannie took her dog for a walk once. She was thinking she'd been out 15 minutes come to discover she'd been gone two hours. After a decade of living with this sense of time loss, she's figured out how to anchor herself. You see, she started by just sitting on one side of the sofa quietly. Then she added a candle, and then a journal, and, and then old church music, and then more old church music. And she did this for a period of time every day. She had to figure out how to let go of the chronos time that was slipping away. She had to give up her sense of loss of that time. She said, by being deep and going deep, I could anchor myself. During COVID shutdowns, Jeannie was able to share her wisdom on how to fill your time. Her neighbor called her to report that he was filling his days by cleaning every part of his house, including the dust bins. But it struck Jeannie that this version of chores and lists and make work was just giving in to the straitjacket aspect of time and ignoring what's really happening around us. If we want to understand the truth about this period of time we're living through, including the real dangers out there, it would be nonsense, as she says, not to reserve some time each day in some way to go deep. The Genius of Ecclesiastes is its sober vision of time. The hope of the gospel is that God has placed within our lifetime, within our, within our time, a gateway to Kairos. A time's up, proclaims the beginning of Mark's gospel. The kingdom of God is here. Christ reigns from the cross in our day for the days to come. Death comes for us all, sure, but, but life is a gift, and gifts this good are meant to be shared. The crucified Christ reminds us that true life comes by giving up the life we cling to. Instead, by facing death, we enter the life God wants to give us. And in the same way, by giving up our allegiance to time and even sacrificing time, we come to see it in a new way. 
no longer as a liability, but an asset, a gift, an abundant resource that can even be shared. Now, I know there's only about 86,400 seconds in a day, but your experience of those seconds is relative. We aren't given these seconds to be servants of them, but to use what we have, our time, to bring about the fulfillment God wants us to enjoy. That fulfillment is going to include giving of what you have been given. And I would guess, if you gave 3,600 seconds in a day for some greater purpose, you might enjoy the other 82,800 or 23 hours more. You're here today giving of your time to turn from yourself to praise God, to open yourselves and go deep. For today, we're off to a good start.